There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. They say that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But in the case of Derek Kaufman, the apple rolled all the way to L.A. The one thing Derek and his mother share in common, however, is the love for breaking news. TMZ is breaking news faster than the New York Times. So sit back and enjoy the news from Hollywood. It's only the Kaufman family can bring it. Hello, my son. I feel particularly fond of you having just seen you. Uh, that'll pass, though, so just enjoy it while it's <laughs> happening. All the warm feelings are going to dissipate in no time. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, until May when I see you again. But uh, had a wonderful time. I thank you so much for sharing those incredible little kids with me, even if uh, one is a wizard. have to be careful with that but, magic wand. Oh, I'm telling you, she's been casting spells all over the house, and these <laughs> seven-year-olds, are uh, they're very powerful these days. That's true. Well, you know, I have to laugh because you and I both feel like, you know, cancel culture, we're sick of talking about it, but we're even sicker of it being relevant in today's, uh, you know, media, particularly for people like you and I who push envelopes. That's what TMZ does. That's what talk radio does. And all of a sudden, Bill Walton is under fire because apparently he used the M word twice. I didn't even know what the M word was until I read the article in TMZ. Yeah, so, you know, Bill Walton is, he's always been kind of a loopy, a former hippie. He was calling the game, the Arizona State game against USC, and he's there with Dave Pash, who he's uh, sort of sitting next to. And at some point, he cracks a joke about, um, you know, someone not needing a little chair because they're a giant in a world full of shriveling, and then throws in the word for, for, for little people, which we're not supposed to use. And then he says it again. He says, speaking of little people, what's your name again? Now, the Internet, of course, goes crazy. Um, Dave Pash sort of notices that this is a, a going to be a thing and responds by saying, what's wrong with you? So he's sort of gently scolding him. But this is just outspoken sort of Bill Walton. In my mind, he's not using the term with any malice. Is it, is it maybe hurtful to a segment of the population? Absolutely. And, and I, there is a sensitivity that should be extended. But his intent is just lost in all this. He's clearly not sort of. Uh, acting with any sort of malintent or anything like that. He's just Bill Walton. He's a guy who's like freewheeling and, and says, puts his foot in his mouth. On when, when did midget become a bad word, though? I, I, I thought it was a descriptive term which applies to people who are uh, shorter than average. Uh, you know, I, I never thought of it as a, a, a derogatory nickname, you know, any more than dwarf is. You know, it's oh, a dis- you're behind. Dwarfism is actually a condition, but this is a, it's a slur. I mean, it is a slur to, to call people uh, this word this day and age. I mean, things, my son won't even say it. Definitely... He's talking about the word midget. I, I don't okay. I don't want to say it because because it does offend certain people. And there's other ways to describe what's happening. You know, you don't need to sort of use the words that are definitely going to be hurtful. Now, the bigger thing with me is I don't think he meant to hurt anyone. Now, to me, it's different when you shout these things in anger than when you 
uh, make a joke that sort of uh, sets in sets in a little bit of mud, and that's what I think happened to Bill Walton. But look, I mean, that that group of people don't want to be called that. So why why suffer those at, at their wishes? I'd like to ask that group of people if they don't want to be called that, because I think that you know it's overly sensitive people of normal height that got all crazy about this. I don't think it was little people that got all crazy about it, but hey. That, that, that's fair. Sometimes Twitter can just sort of speak in outrage on behalf of people who may not be outraged, but if you want to go conduct a poll, you let me know. Yeah. <laughs> let me know the okay. results. I will. I'll let you know. So Siegfried and Roy's uh, estate is changing hands. They just sold Russia's house here for $155 million, which he paid $3 million for. So do you think Siegfried and Roy will do as well? It's crazy. We, we, they, they sold their house. I mean, there's no bigger legends of uh, Las Vegas, the whole scene. They basically put those shows on the map, and now everyone is following in their gigantic footsteps, their big tiger prints, I guess you might say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they sold this, this mansion for $3 million for the asking price. And the fun thing is you look at this thing, and it clearly houses – some wild animals, right? I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's more like a fortress in its design. And the guy who bought it is a guy named Brett Carden. He owns Carden International Circus. And he said uh, they wanted to buy the property and maybe treat it as a museum. I mean, Secret and Roy are legendary, obviously, for the white tigers and, and so forth. And these guys are in the circus biz. So there's a, a synergy there. Mm-hmm. Are they both gone, Siegfried and Roy? Uh, yeah, I believe they're both gone. Uh, okay. they do, not, neither of them live in the house. I mean, I think only maybe Roy Horn is certainly passed. I'm wasn't, not sure about Siegfried. I think he may still be alive, but he doesn't want to live in this mansion anymore. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> I saw some pictures that you guys put up at the TMZ website of the interior of the house. It's quite regal, you know, it's uh, quite a, an indoor, outdoor kind of circus. <laughs> I mean, it's so Vegas, right? I mean, this yeah. is this is the. It, it looks like exactly what you'd want. Uh, that, by the way, uh, Siegfried also passed away. I was I was wrong. He passed away more recently in 2021, okay. and and Roy died in 2020. So there are no occupants of the house, and it's now in the safe hands of another circus owner. Okay. All right. Well, then, uh, you know, my condolences to the Siegfried and Roy's families uh, on their passing, because I apparently didn't notice that they passed. That's terrible. Well, listen, you need to get caught up. And if you want to go to the museum, maybe we'll take Nixine Carter there when okay. that turns it into a, a, a tiger zoo. There you go. Well, the one person that did die uh, was someone that I used to, was one of my favorite of all time television actors, Robert Blake. But of course, his last uh, decade or two was a nightmare. Yeah, you know, Robert Blake has had one of the longest careers in Hollywood. He passed away yesterday uh, sort of at the age of 89. A very long life, though, in the public eye because he was actually a member of our gang, you know, the Alf- yeah. Alpha and, and Buckwheat and that whole crew. He was on that show when he was a little kid. Then he, of course, graduated to his best-known role, which was Beretta, where you have talking Eric Eat, uh, Fred, 
Mm-hmm. Um, very popular show for a period of time in the 70s. And then you're right, his life took a big turn in 2001 when he was charged with murdering his second wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley. The circumstances were wild. He was found outside of this restaurant called Vitello's, which still exists in, in Los Angeles. Um, and she'd been shot in the head while sitting in their car. And he went inside to go retrieve a pistol that he said he left in the booth. Uh, it was later determined that that was not the murder weapon, but obviously it's a. It's a suspicious circumstance. He was charged, but he was ultimately acquitted and wanted to get his career back on track. And it never really got on track after that. It's hard to sort of come back from a big public uh, murder trial, as O.J. Simpson and Bill Spector know all too well. Yeah. Well, and and actually, the trial was he was charged with solicitation of murder, not with actually shooting her, right? That's right. He was charged with he found not guilty of murder and not guilty of one of the two counts of solicitation of murder, hiring okay. someone. And the second solicitation charge was also eventually dropped. So he was never convicted on any of these charges. But it was it was sticky. You know, there's the mm-hmm. court of public opinion and then there's the court. And he was acquitted in the court, but it was hard to make a comeback uh, publicly. And of course, uh, art imitating life. He, you know, when I think of him, it's first as Beretta, and then as he played in in Cold Blood, which was oh yeah, which yeah. is which was a huge Truman Capote movie, right? Yes, exactly. And uh, and and he was quite a s- scary character in that movie as well. Um, so I think yeah, he had can... a sort of glowering sort of cut a cut an interesting figure. So when the murder charges came, people people's imagination ran wild because there wasn't yeah. hearing for the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you for coming on today. As always, a pleasure, and uh, and we'll talk next week. Give my love to my. You kiddos. got it. Glad you got back in back to Florida, safe and sound, in one piece. So come back soon. All right, I sure will. Take care. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for me this week. It was a short week for me. Monday, Thursday, and Friday, and the quick trip out to California on Tuesday and Wednesday. The things we do for our grandkids, right? That I would do that is almost beyond comprehension sometimes, but that's okay. I love them that much. So I thank you for your time this time. Until next time, my plan is to be back here tomorrow at noon if it be his will and he delays his coming. What lies behind us and what lies ahead of us, those are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. And if you get the opportunity to go to your grandkid's seventh birthday, even if you got to go all the way across the country to do it and watch her dress up like a wizard at Harry Potter World, do yourself a favor and do it. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. See you on Monday.